0: Welcome to day 41 of listening for hope we're going to start with Hebrews 7 Melchizedek's priesthood like Christ's for this Melchizedek king of Salem priest of the Most High God who met Abraham as he was returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom also Abraham apportioned a tenth part of all the spoils was first of all by the translation of his name, King of Righteousness, and then also King of Salem, which is King of Peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, he remains a priest perpetually. Now observe how great this man was to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the choicest spoils. And those indeed are the sons of Levi, who received the priest's office and have commanded in the law to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brethren, although these are descended from Abraham. But the one whose genealogy is not traced from them collected a tenth from Abraham, and blessed the one who had the promises. But without any dispute the lesser is blessed by the greater. In this case, mortal men received tithes, but in that case one receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives on. And so to speak through Abraham even Levi, who receives tithes, paid tithes, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now if perfection was through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest to arise according to the order of Melchizedek? And not be designated according to the order of Aaron for when the priesthood is changed of necessity there takes place a change of law also for the one concerning whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe from which no one has officiated at the altar for it is evident that our lord was descended from Judah a tribe with reference to which Moses spoke nothing concerning priests And this is clearer still, if another priest arises, according to the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become such not on the basis of a law of physical requirement, but according to the power of an indestructible life. For it is attested of him, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, there is a setting aside of a former commandment because of its weakness, and uselessness for the law made nothing perfect and on the other hand there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God and it is as much in as much as it was not without an oath for they indeed became priests without an oath but he, but he with an oath through the one who said to him the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind you are a priest forever so much the more also Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. The former priests, on the one hand, ex- existed in great nu- greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him. Since... For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak. But the word of the oath which came after the law appoints a son made perfect forever. Now we're going to read Exodus 3 and 4. The burning bush. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burning up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He also, he said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel have come to me, Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. The Mission of Moses Therefore come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of of Israel out of Egypt? And he said certainly i will be with you and this shall be the sign to you that it is i who have sent you when you brought the people out of egypt you shall worship god at this mountain then moses said to god behold i am going to the sons of israel and i will say to them the god of your fathers has sent me to you now they may say to me what is his name what shall i say to them god said to moses i am who i am And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will pay heed to what you say, and you you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us, so now please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go, except under compulsion. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles which I shall do in the midst of it, and after that he will let you go. I will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed, but every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house, articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters, Thus you will plunder the Egyptians. Exodus 4. Moses given powers. Then Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became his staff in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. The Lord furthermore said to him, Now put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow then he said put your hand into your bosom again so he put his hand into his bosom again and when he took it out of his bosom behold it was restored like the rest of his flesh if they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign they may believe the witness of the last sign but if they will not believe even those two signs or heed what you say then you shall take some water from the nile and pour it on the ground And the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Then Moses said to the Lord, Lord, please, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouths? Or who makes him mute or deaf? Or seeing or blind is it not I the Lord now then go and I even I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say but he said please Lord now send the message by whomever you will Aaron to be Moses mouthpiece then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses and he said is there not your brother Aaron the Levite I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, he shall speak for you to the people, and he will be as a mouth for you, and you will be as a God, as God to him. You shall take in your hand this staff, with which you shall perform the signs. Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro his father-in-law and said to him, Please let me go that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt for all the men who were seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, and mounted them on a donkey, and returned to the land of Moses. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me, but you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone at that time she said you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision now the lord said to aaron go to meet moses in the wilderness so he went and met him at the mountain of god and kissed him moses told aaron all the words of the lord with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do then moses and aaron went and assembled all the elders of the son of israel and Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses he then performed the signs in the sight of the people so the people believed and when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel and that he had seen their affliction they bowed low and worshiped our last reading is Psalm 41 the psalmist is sick In sickness complains of enemies and false friends for the choir director a Psalm of David how blessed is he who considers the helpless the Lord will deliver him in a day of trouble the Lord will protect him and keep him alive and he shall be called blessed upon the earth and do not give him over to the desire of his enemies the Lord will sustain him upon his sick bed In his illness, you restore him to health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me. When will he die, his name perish? And when he comes to see me, he speaks falsehood. His heart gathers wickedness to itself. When he goes outside, he tells it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me, they devise my hurt saying a wicked thing is pouring out upon him that when he lies down he will not rise up again even my close friend in whom i trusted who ate my bread has lifted up his heel against me but you o lord be gracious to me and raise me up that i may repay them by this i know that you're pleased with me because my enemies my enemy does not shout in triumph over me as for me you uphold me in my integrity And you set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And that's the end of day 41. Let's pray. Help us to understand, Lord God, Hebrews, uh, and the understanding of the Melchizedek's priesthood. Help us to understand... What this means for us. What does this mean? It gives us perfection. So that we don't need the law anymore, Father. The law allowed us. The law had uh, a flaw, Father. It was because we would need. People who sinned as well and who would have to go before you for their own sin as well as the people's. So you gave us Christ perfection and He became the sacrifice, Lord God. That's why this is here. That's why these words are written to remind us exactly who and what He is for us. He's a sacrifice. He's why we can go before you and be pure. Thank you for that, Lord. I pray that that in and of itself will, the understanding of it, not just knowledge, but the wisdom of it, will grow in our hearts in a way that will mature us, Lord God, that will strengthen us, that will fill us with hope, Fill us with understanding through it, Lord. Help us to understand what it really means that Jesus is forever. What he's given us, the gift, is forever. Thank you, God. Lord, sometimes even when we hear you directly with very specific direction, we can't trust, or we have difficulty in it, or we trust so much, it turns into pride. I pray that you'll help us, because all of that is pride, God, whether it's lack of faith in you, or too much faith in ourselves. I pray, I pray that you'll help us with that, Father. You give us uh, the ability to carry out your will. You give us the the understanding, the knowledge. You teach us exactly what to do. And you give us exact words if we ask. And if we wait on you. If we don't go before you. We can't mess it up if we are actually following what you need and want us to do. And if we do, Father, you're gracious enough to help us. Or to make good come from something that wasn't supposed to have been there. And I thank you for your grace and your mercy for understanding that we are human and that we make mistakes, God. Use us, Lord Jesus, even, even when we don't understand what that really means. Being used for your will to bring about your glory is such an honor. I pray that you'll show people what that really means. Lord, I believe that you can give us um, what the Bible calls wonders and powers. I believe that if you need us to be able to do something, that you'll equip us. I believe that, Father. And I pray that those that are hearing my voice will believe that, too, so that they can do whatever small or large thing that they feel is greater than themselves. And that it will be an even greater story of how you use them, God, and that it will build their strength. It will build their hope. It will grow their faith. Lord, I hope that when you look down at our hearts and you see that we really want to just do what you need and want from us. And that we're trying trying to put aside ourselves to make room for you, that it'll make you happy. We just want to love you in whatever way is possible, Father, and sometimes it's difficult because we get in the way. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. Bring us wisdom and hope. Thank you for your mercy and your grace that is new every day. As long as we take it, it's a gift. We have to take it. You're trying to give it to us. We have to receive it. Thank you, God, for being forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Alright, see you tomorrow!